the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. All right, so Mike, let's. Uh, w- w- you can send questions in, right? We'll be able to pull those off of Facebook. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep track here. And, uh, and Twitter as well, too. Yeah, any questions that come in at SpotTrack or at Facebook.com slash SpotTrack, we'll, uh, we'll read them here live, and we'll, we'll try to answer as many as possible. So uh, there, fire away. There is so much to get to uh, while you send your questions in. Um, let's first talk. You wanted to start with Sammy Watkins. Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's been some, some, some big signings today, but I woke up to that one, and, and I, was, I didn't even have my coffee yet, so that one really threw me off. <laughs> Look, we do a lot of valuations. Would there have been a spot spit track. take involved in that? Possibly, yeah. Look, he's a, he's a, he's a heck of a, of a talent, and, and obviously you know, we're, we're based out of the Buffalo area here, so all three of us have seen plenty of Sammy Watkins, and we, we know what the Bills had to give up to get him in the first place. So you know, the, 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 the ceiling's obvious there. He's, he's 24 years old. I mean, and that's yeah. that's where that's this crazy. all comes from. That's where this is coming from, right? You've got a you've got a veteran guy, a, a number four overall pick, twenty four years old, and uh, you had to overpay in free agency. That's just the way it goes. But three years, forty eight million dollars, thirty million fully guaranteed at signing, Kevin. Where does that rank Ooh. on guaranteed money for wide receivers? Thirty. It's, oh, it's where, a two year fully guaranteed deal. Where does for, that for rank Sammy on Watkins. wide receiver guaranteed money? It's up there in terms of the guaranteed at signing. I believe it's fifth or sixth when I looked this morning. So it's a strong, strong deal. But he's going to a, he's going to a chief system that is extremely young and cheap right now, and that's the crutch of this, right? I mean, he's the he's kind of like the, the the cog in the wheel of all these young kids who cost nothing. I, I threw a tweet out this morning: Mahomes, uh, uh, Kareem Hunt, Kelsey, Ty, Tyree Kill, and Kelsey account for fourteen and a half million, wow. and Sammy's sixteen on himself, on himself by himself. So right. that that's the philosophy, right? They needed a veteran guy. They needed a guy who can who can go out there and hopefully catch you know eighty to one hundred balls, even though we. Haven't seen that yet. No. From him, but. Yeah, but but in that offense, I don't know that there's 80 balls for him to catch. Well, that's the thing. It's probably going to be similar to the you Rams. You might be happy right? with 60 for Sammy Watkins because because you don't want him taking any catches away from Kelsey or Tyreek Hill, and frankly, Kareem Hunt's a 50 catch a year. But guy, but right? I feel like that was also part of the signing is he's coming from a system in the Rams where he was he's been well, he accustomed to that. that lesson, yeah. didn't he? Because he didn't yeah. he didn't love that, nor was he ever amenable to it when he was in Buffalo. Yep. He wanted he was mad about not getting 12 targets a game. I think the Rams maybe taught him, like, hey, you want to win? You have to fit in around other people. I, I'm, I'm not going to crush the Chiefs because of everything, everything I just said. He's 24 years old. Everybody else on that offense is cheap right now. They, you know, they kind of trim their fat in terms of their big contracts. So they overpaid for a guy who they think can be the final piece to that offense, right? But, but in terms of the valuations that we do, I got crushed, right? Because we, we base our valuations off stats, and Sammy Watkins' stats have been – pathetic they've been terrible for two years he valued six million dollars this year coming yeah. into the free agency so by the way we, you know we could comment from uh someone on facebook uh mark i'll just go by mark unless you know in case someone you owe money to somebody i won't give you a last name uh though they can see it so uh mark Austin that chuck did i i just butchered your name i like mark. Mark. just call him mark yeah like mark. mark even better mark with a c he knows who he is yeah there comes a comment thanks for butchering my name anyways um it's not latulale though no, it's not. We'll get to Star Latula in a second, too. Uh, he says they paid extra based upon – he says close enough on his name. Thanks. They paid extra based upon potential. Sammy played the best game of his career at Arrowhead, and That's he was right. the reason why Woods uh, did so well. If it could solve the tension paid to Sammy Watkins. There is no doubt in my mind Watkins has game-breaking potential. Mm-hmm. He had it in Buffalo when he was healthy. Right, I mean, he had some incredible games uh, for the Buffalo Bills. Didn't really see that with the Rams. Uh, he saw it a few times uh, there with the Rams, uh, but then he got the concussion. Right, so yeah. it kind of derailed that. 
I, I get the Chiefs. Obviously, you pay any free agent on potential. I mean, sure. that's that's what yeah. they're being paid for. Yeah, um, it's and going age forward. and at twenty four years old, and and again, he's a deep threat guy, and you now have a big armed quarterback. So, if nothing else, what Sammy Watkins brings to you is one element of their passing game. Kelsey's the middle of field guy. Tyreek Hill is sort of the flare and screen, turn it up field, run after the catch guy. Sammy Watkins is going to be the throw it fifty yards and run under it guy. You know who's happy about this? Hasbio. Del Beckham Jr. Well, uh, dark cigarette and all, right? Some questionable photos <laughs> right. over in Europe. I, I think I think Beckham is probably a year away, but I think Jarvis Landry is, is probably in negotiations right now with the Cleveland Browns, and he saw that he woke up to that this morning and probably got very excited because you I know, think that's going to raise. Speaking his price. of that wide receiver class, saw Mike Evans get a contract yeah. extension. Those are the first two guys out of that class to get paid the second time around, right? Yeah, and I think that's a that's a decent line in terms of how it came down. I think Evans should be the highest paid player from that class. It's been the just, best one, yeah, yeah, consistently the best, the healthiest. Look at going back to Mark's question with Sammy real quick, just to kind of finish that off. That that was 2015. That was Sammy's only healthy yeah. year. He, he had a thousand yards receiving. You know, he had you know I think 80 some catches. So we, you know that 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 was the the one flash that that we that the potential the ceiling was going to be there for Sammy that we all thought he could have. Um, but he hasn't stayed healthy. I mean, it's been weeks and weeks and weeks out in terms of feet and ankles and all that fun stuff. So. All right, up on the monitor, we have uh, the, the big quarterback shoe to drop, yep. although he wasn't the first quarterback shoe to drop, but he's the biggest, uh, and that's Kirk Cousins. That $84 million is guaranteed. We have confirmed that. We have. Uh, so that is uh, – and there are some incentives in there too, so – it could be more than $84 million. not a whole lot more, but there are some incentives in there too, correct? Yeah, I'm hearing a few, maybe a few million a year in terms of annual incentives that he can, that he can have if he reaches a few plateaus. But $84 million over three years, that's $28 million a year. That's a record. The $84 million guaranteed at signing, that's a record. The 100% guaranteed at signing, that's a record. Yeah, so what does that mean for everybody else? It means really good things. Aaron Rodgers, just like Jarvis Landry, is probably very happy right now because he's the next man up in terms of a veteran free agent contract. Um, Green Bay is going to have to come swinging big in terms of that guaranteed money. They were going to have to already, but this this really resets the way things are going to go from now now on. It, it, where it resets it, interestingly enough to me, is the length of the contract, yeah. right? I mean, you, we've talked a little bit about this. A three-year deal on the surface is like, wow, that's, that's short because yeah. most of the time we're seeing five, six, seven-year deals. But And again, Kirk Cousins learned that from the franchise tag situation, but he's smart. He, and, and as long as there is so much cap space, is that why teams can do big, short deals? So, so let's talk about this because I actually had some interesting conversations on Twitter yesterday with a few analysts who 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 were claiming that it would be it would behoove Kirk Cousins to have a five year deal with a better annual average than a three year deal fully guaranteed, and and I'm I'm struggling with that, hmm. and I, and I'm sitting in a position of bias, obviously, with you know being diving into the numbers side of it only and not the football side of it, but I guess the only argument is does the team is the team okay with a three year deal? Are they okay with Kirk Cousins at three years when they could have had him for five maybe right? But is that because they had so much cap space it that is. they can that they're take that they're, it's it not is. like there's going to be an extension of the but, money down the, the road. The point people were making is, wouldn't the team want him under contract for five years? Look, look at here's the way I look at it. I'll give my take on it because I I, I struggle with that. Five year deals are three year deals. We know that. We we've talked about that the, how the structure always works. So even if Kirk Cousins got a five year deal at twenty eight million a year, it was going to be a three year eighty seven eighty four million dollar deal. That's just the the nuts and bolts of how these things are structured. The, the, the reason I think it's good the, the way the Vikings did this is there's likely not going to be any dead cap. 
if they need to get rid of Kirk Cousins after three years, they're not sitting with any money to, on their cap in, in 2021, right? They're not, there's, this is going to be a clean cut. And if they love him, they're going to extend him, which they would have done anyway on a five-year deal. They wouldn't have let those last two years happen. They would have ripped the last two years up and extended him anyway. So to me, it's the same scenario, but front-loaded, which is what Kirk Cousins needed. And let's be fair, age is also a huge factor here. He's going to be 32 years old when he hits that, the end of this contract, and that's, that's plenty of time to get more bank. You know, I look at it as Minnesota's looking at their window with you know sure. their, their roster right now to win, and he fits in that window. And three years is an eternity in the National Football League for an overall team and, and their window to win, unless you're Tom Brady in the New England Patriots. And, and a front office yeah. and a GM. Well, right. and, fo- and follow up on that. Follow up on, the follow up on that. Three years is an eternity in the NFL based on the amount of turnover. But the combination of teams moving towards more heavily on cheaper, lower draft picks, less giving out crazy salaries, and more cap space, is that what's all adding up to what we probably will start seeing is a lot more threes in that column than we ever see anything above five? I think there's no question. I I think there's no question that all of these professional sports are seeing this trend happen. We're seeing the long-term deals get cut in half. We're seeing more security in terms of the the money up front, and which is really important. I mean, you, you can you can report a five year deal all day until you're blue in the face, but they just don't exist. They just don't exist in football. That something happens in the middle of them, whether it's a cut, a trade, a restructure, to to, to make that contract not what it seems to be. So I think they're just looking for a little bit more transparency, really, in terms of because the, the seller cap is not easy for these guys to manage these teams. I mean, every move. Has a, has a cause, right? Every effect has a cause. So it, these smaller term deals with even guaranteed or mostly guaranteed money, they know exactly what they're getting out of this. They know exactly what they have locked in for three years with Kirk Cousins, you know, and, and hopefully the production matches it. But this was, this was a situation where Minnesota really didn't have any say in this. Let's be fair. I mean, <laughs> you know, they, they had the Jets probably swinging even bigger uh, with with the cap space they had available, they, they, I, I would be surprised if we don't hear in the next few hours or days that the Jets offered three for ninety full guaranteed, just because that seemed to be the the ceiling that Cousins was going to get to eventually. Um, the Vikings were just a better prepared team to win, and I think you know the second that you got to a certain point with fully guaranteed ta- tagged to it. Cousins couldn't turn it down. Well, yeah, Kirk Cousins, by the way, from Grand Rapids, Michigan, or sure. that, that area there, so uh, sure. you know he couldn't go play for Detroit. So yeah, they're that's they're locked in a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, let's actually talk about that because yes. I mentioned that uh, Kirk Cousins' eighty-four million guaranteed at signing is the most ever. It is the most ever by twenty-three and a half million dollars. Wow. Matthew Stafford had sixty and a half million guaranteed at signing with his contract, and this sur- surpasses that by and it's almost the highest million. percentage of yeah. total money. To guaranteed, right? Essentially, yeah. this is a completely guaranteed contract. Everything right? I've heard so far, I, I haven't seen it or I haven't seen the structure to it yet, and which will be interesting. We'll want to know how this cap is laid out as well. But yeah, everything we're hearing from all the sources is that it's $84 million, 100% guaranteed. Yes, that is what I've been, right. been told by a source close to Kirk. Okay, so uh, that's cool. All right, yeah, so now on. on the quarterback front, kind of on a completely different approach was Drew Brees re-signing. Yeah, it took longer than normal, but that's always happened with Drew Brees. If you remember, his last contract came in like September. I mean, the, Tom Condon and those CAA guys, they just like to wait and put us through the through the ringer in terms of these uh, negotiation periods and things like that. But yeah, I, I think the money's exactly where I, where I would have placed Brees, you know, in November when this needed to happen. The, the only 
really discussion point here. Well, there's two. Number one is that from everything I've I've read is that it's actually a one year twenty seven million dollar deal. Not so much a two for fifty like it's being reported. It sounds like that second year is an option and team option. Yeah, and the, and the Saints, if they're happy with the progression of Taysom Hill, they're going to probably look to move on and start rebuilding from there and get super young and and, and cheaper in that regard. Um, so that surprises me a little bit, just because I think they probably could have could have extended a two year fifty fully guaranteed situation to Drew Brees at this stage of his career, still producing at an extremely high level. They, they even, I mean, last year we saw his numbers drop because. He didn't have to throw as much. I mean, yeah, he's got, yeah. he's yeah, got they weapons. The ball more. He's spreading it out a little more. They can run the ball. So it seems a little weird they didn't they didn't throw the two for fifty all at him up front. Um, and, and the second point to be made is really that the structure of Drew Brees' contract leading up to this, the two two contracts ago, the last contract, and now this one carry substantial dead cap, and it's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt the Saints in two years. Let's, I'm going to put that right out there now. They were they, there's 18 million in dead cap that carried over from last contract that is coming to this contract. It's going to spread out six million and either six or 12 million in 2019. What does that mean? Let's say they cut. Let's say they they decline the option in 2019 for Drew Brees. They let him walk away and he retires or goes somewhere else. No matter what, no matter what this new contract looks like, how big the signing bonus is, whatever, there is at least 12 million in dead cap for 2019 for the Saints for Drew Brees not to play in their team. So that's that. That's the nature of the beast that has been the restructure and the big signing bonus and voidable years and all those things that go into sort of massaging your cap to, to make it all fit in, which the Saints have been doing for a decade. So You know, the best thing about doing this podcast with Mike is watching his phone blow up the entire time. <laughs> you, know, you can see that. I can't see that over here. We're doing it. I mean, it's, um, just like a, it's like a, a blinking single at a, you know, one uh, town light. You right. know, it just keeps going up. Before we get to the other quarterbacks, uh, some breaking news here. Mike Garofalo from NFL Network saying the Redskins signing Paul Richardson, wide receiver from the Seahawks, five-year, $40 million deal with $20 million guaranteed. I like that. I like a, a nice weapon, a little bit maybe more flexible than the Terrell Pryor situation they put themselves in last year. <laughs> uh, that's a guy who was going to be coveted by a bunch of teams, so that the fact that Washington got in on that quick was uh, pre- a pretty nice situation for them. But, uh, you know, we'll see. That's a, that's a nice fit for Alex Smith based on what he's had in the past. Um, yeah, I, I like the wide, how the wide receivers have shaken out here. I mean, obviously we talked about Sammy Watkins and the big payday. I, I, I like Alan Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, I mean, look, at it, it's it's questionable to, to say that, uh, you know, a three-year deal for a guy who's coming off that ma- mass, nasty injury is a little bit much. But the Bears... 24 years old again. Yeah, again, he's young. The Bears had nothing. Nothing. They're, they're probably right. going to cut Marcus After they Marcus flamed Wheaton. out with Kevin yeah. White, the draft pick, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, quarterback-wise. So now who's out there? Who's still out there? Where And we're starting to see the dominoes fall. Where do you think the rest of them are? Yeah. So and we didn't even talk about Case, Case Keenum let's, yet. Let's, let's touch on Keenum. I, I, we really don't have much in terms of the finances on Keenum. I'm, I'm hearing... It could be between 18 and $20 million a year. I have not heard a length, and that's really the most interesting part to me is, is, is it a multi-year contract, and for how long are they planning on him as their starting quarterback? Because obviously with that number five pick, they've got, they've got to be considering one of the top quarterbacks in the draft this April. So uh, to me, Keenum's structure and finances are still to be determined, and that's a really interesting watch. Um, but from there, I, I mean, look at there's there's still three legitimate teams that need a, a quarterback for this year, wh- whether they draft one or not. We're talking about the Bills. We're talking about the Cardinals. We're talking about the Jets. And we've got, I, I guess, three guys in, sort of sitting there that, that are are ready to be taken in terms of a QB one. We're talking about Bridgewater, Bradford and McCarron. I guess McCarron. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not sure that teams value him. 
you know, certainly not as high as, as, as a Bridgewater would be in terms of a starting quarterback. But uh, look, there's a, there's a lot to be said about getting in early. And I think Sam Bradford will be a situation we see happen very quickly now because I think in terms of the just the talent, the ability, obviously the injuries are a factor, but he, he seems to be clearly the the, the best right. available. And then your next level are the are the Glennons Glenn. and the Stantons, Matt and Moore, Matt Moore. Yeah. You know, guys yeah. that are sort of career backups. That you know, could they be a placeholder for a team that's going to draft a rookie quarterback high or not? All right. Yeah. So where where do you think Bradford ends up? And Bridgewater and McCarron. Yeah, so I'm going to put that at Bradford to the Bills, Bridgewater to the Jets, and McCarron to the Cardinals. Okay, makes sense. I think makes sense. You know, um, you know the the question Kevin and I have debated this a little bit on our own Buffalo based podcast, which is why would Sam Bradford want to sign with the Bills? What 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 you know? Obviously, money is always going to determine that. But Sam Bradford has to know the Bills are going to draft a quarterback high. So why would he want to come to a place like Buffalo, where he knows he may literally have the shortest leash that might be lasting Mike Glennon like one month before, if even that, before they make the move there? Why would he not want to go to some place like Arizona, where they may not be in a position to draft a future quarterback in the first round? I I think the question that question begs itself more to Bridgewater. I think Bridge because Bridgewater's career really hasn't started yet, in my opinion. I mean, it, it had he had a great year, he was peaking, and then the injury hit. So, I think he's sort of restarting as a young quarterback and, and sort of getting his legs wet. Um, Bradford probably sees the end here. Bradford's probably seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with his career and just how these injuries have shaken out. Um, he's been paid. Let's be honest. He he. I mean, that rookie contract was before the rookie wage scale. He, last he guy, has been last paid. One. So, you know, none of that is really a factor. So he, he's probably just looking to win. And if the Bills are the best available roster in terms of, I mean, they're a playoff team from last year. You know, they've made some nice additions already in the, in the past two days. So I, if, he, if that's the best roster for him to go and win this year, even if it's this year and maybe next year, right? I mean, if it's, two, if it's a two-year deal front-loaded into one year, which is likely the case in mm-hmm. my opinion, um, it's going to be about winning with Bradford right now because, I, like I said, I, I don't think he's thinking five, six years down the road in terms of his career just because the, the injuries have piled up for him. From a, from a player and an agent perspective, is is a guy like Mike Glennon hmm. disappointed, upset, or more than happy when he opens up his uh, <laughs> online money account? You know, I mean, he was signed to a team where he expected to be the starter. There was no hinting whatsoever that they were going to draft a quarterback high, and then they do in Trubisky, and Glennon's out of a job literally, I think, less than a month into yeah, his reign, and now he's, now he's available. So, you and I talked about it. He I stunk. Know. He was awful. Well, I know he was. but, so but, but why are you I'm, surprised? Well, I, but I'm saying that he signed there under circumstances that didn't, proved to be that case so is a guy like that oh no no is that guy like that feel burned by the bears or is he like hey it's okay go get me another team that might do the same thing and is willing to throw that money at me before you answer that let me tell you my answer to paul uh was on this it was had he played well enough he would have still it wouldn't been the matter. quarter. No, yes, it would have. no, it wouldn't have mattered. They yes. were they were going to make if, that move to Trubisky, if, just like the Bills are going to make their move no. to Josh Rosen, even if Sam Bradford. This is there. where I pulled the Dan Aykroyd comment on Saturday Night Live. Paul, no, um, you're going to call me. Uh, no, uh, it's Mike's podcast, not our own. But no, I, none I, of the young guys got that. Don't worry. I, no kidding, right? Uh, I maintain uh, if he played extremely well and they were winning games he would have stayed in the lineup i I am with you 100 percent. thank you and i think it's the same situation for sam bradford i think if he's healthy he's the best quarterback on the roster for 2018 with the bills um and if it's 20 million for this year that's worth it for a starting quarterback right and and glennon got 18 
$18.5 million mm-hmm. to play four weeks for the Bears. We, we all know the story. I mean, it's, it was a disaster. It was, it was Brock Osweiler-esque, right? But uh, I don't think he's crying too much because of the bank account and uh I, I, no i don't feel sorry for him at all i just yeah. wondered that you know is, is he was he was he mad about the way that happened and is that a lesson that would be observed and thought about by the next wave of I, guys i don't know if mad is the right word i think he he was probably surprised i'm guessing they didn't let lead on to that when they when they selected him in free agency you know what i mean i'm guessing they didn't and, and who knows if the bears were even prepared to do that until the trubisky situation shook out if you remember trubisky was not even you know, one of the top well, three. They didn't even tell their own scouts that yeah. they were going to do mean, that. I mean, right. he, he came on super late, and, you know, obviously we saw what the Bears did on, the, on that first day. But I, I have to think that the intention was Glennon in, 28, in 2017. So, And the money certainly says, says that. So, like I said, I, he's probably surprised at how it shook out. Um, and, and he's going to have a tough time getting a second chance here. <laughs> No, I, I I think so too. Just because of the the quality of quarterbacks, and but again, if he, he he played on the field and played well, he would. I'm not even looking at you, Paul, for yeah. the start for last year. Yeah, for last year. <laughs> Let's. Uh, it, it, wrong. All right, and <laughs> I want to talk about Richard Sherman. Yeah. Um, you know, cut Richard by, Sherman, the agent or the player? Who are we talking about? Well, let's both. Talk, <laughs> let's talk about both. Richard Sherman, uh, the player, coming off an injury, uh, cut by the Seahawks. Uh, they really, unless they sign, they might sign Adamican Sue, right? He was in Seattle. He tweeted something out where he's going for a workout and visiting Seattle. But anyway, kind of fits into that, doesn't he? Group of characters. Uh, but doesn't let's he? let's talk about Richard Sherman. And you know, they say it a spite signing going to the San Francisco 49ers, but he was criticized for not having an agent. And negotiating what some felt was a deal that uh, uh, is not uh, at level of his talent. Look, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slap anybody on the wrist for being, you know, taking the initiative to be their own agent. We know he's a smart dude. We know that this guy. He know, also read the co- the contracts of every yeah. cornerback in the NFL that has signed the last five he, years. He gets it. He he can Richard. You can have a job with Spotrac anytime you want when your playing career is over. Although I. Pretty sure there's bigger things for you out there. Um, he's a smart guy, but I, he's a prideful guy too. And I think I think pride got in the way here of these negotiations because he he's betting on himself. Mm-hmm. In every aspect of this contract structure, he is betting on himself to be successful. And explain explain why yeah, and how. Yeah. So if you take a look at this Richard Sherman contract, it's not three years for thirty nine million at, at all. I mean, you want me to call it, is, it up here. Yeah, let's yeah bring it you have up. it right there. It three years, you have twenty seven million yeah. one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, but the big the big number is here. The big number is the seven million guaranteed at signing. Okay, or three million really, but it's going to be seven million. He he's got a two million two million dollar base salary. He got a he got a three million dollar signing bonus, okay. which is incredible with a 49ers team that has seventy million to spend. And mean incredibly low, incredibly low. Okay, <laughs> even for a thirty year old, but. The big deal is here, right? You're talking about he's getting he's going to get himself a two million dollar bonus the first day of training camp. So yeah, there's your seven million, right? There's two, three, and two. Gotcha. Everything else is you've got to be active on the roster. You've got to make the Pro Bowl. You've got to you've got to play ninety percent of the the Forty Nineers defensive snaps, and then the rest of the money is available to him. But I mean, San Francisco can walk away from this at any point in time after 2018. Having paid him seven million plus whatever he's active, so maybe nine million. I mean, it's a it's a phenomenal deal for the 49ers to get a guy like that to be the the, the quarterback of their defense. Really, I mean, he, the, he's the veteran presence on that entire defense now at this price. And I, look at is it is it Sherman? You know, saying I'm going to make my money because I'm going to earn it. Maybe 
Is it him saying I'm 30 and I'm being realistic about my money? Maybe. But here's the thing. In this tampering period, right? And I'm going to call it a tampering period because it's a tampering period, not a negotiation period. If you have an agent in the background, you can have that agent feeling out all the other markets from the other teams, right? That's what their yes. job is this time yeah. of year. It's not, I mean, you can't, make a, you can't make a physical visit to a team and sit down and say, what do you think of me? And how much do you think I'm worth? But you can have these agents putting out their feelers and, and valuing these guys behind the scenes so that you sort of know what your market is somewhere else or on teams that have more money or things like that. So I, I think that's what he lacked in taking this initiative to him, himself is he lacked that the, the, the market value from other teams that weren't, you know, in front of his face. I think it's fair to say Richard Sherman's an emotional guy, right? We, we, we've seen that. Super intelligent, but the guy displays emotion on the field. Yeah. And the problem with representing yourself is you can't separate the emotion from it. Yeah. And uh, he's and- cut immediately, and then... So there's a team in his division. There's a team. Oh, uh, he wanted to have a chance to play the Seahawks twice. Correct. No question. Uh, so no he, question. Cer- he certainly wanted that. It's near his uh, Stanford guy, right? Correct. Near his college. That's correct. Uh, so you know, there's a, a, another emotional attachment to go into the 49ers right there. They are a team on the. I mean, Garoppolo yeah, has him as a team on the rise. Absolutely. So Peter yeah. King wrote a wonderful story in his MMQB he where he described in very much detail the negotiation. And to your point, Mike, he said in the article that the other teams that he was discussing i know the raiders were one of them said they wouldn't the bonuses were too much for them they wouldn't go where san francisco was willing to go on the bonus front so so as we went where he wanted to go well but as we knock richard sherman is there any possibility that this was the best deal that he could get i'm not knocking him by the way i'm just pointing out i think we're knocking him by saying he represented himself and he missed other opportunities well but he also he also probably ended up where he wanted to be in the Bay Area. Oh, yeah. In, in the division where he could play the Seahawks. And there may be and things in his further life that, that benefit him being in the Bay no Area question. as well, yeah. too. And agents are going to direct him. What's an agent's job? To give him the most money possible. Right. Hey, you can go play for the Bengals here and get the money. That's where we're going to go with the Bengals. So, okay, I'll listen to you. No, that, that's not Richard Sherman. Anybody who follows his career, that's not it. He, he's his own man. So uh, I, I'll... I'll give way to, to Peter King's points because they were, it was a great article. It, and definitely check it out if you're interested. You don't normally in, in the get that kind of process. insight into it was negotiation. Um, the, the problem is this all happened quickly, right? I mean, he went to yes. the 49ers and it was done. Um, you never had that back and forth. You never, you never added leverage to anything. You never went back to the Raiders probably and said this and that. And, and, and maybe that's just semantics and, you know, Sherman wanted to get this thing done. And this was, this was where he probably wanted to play anyway, you know, because of all the reasons you said, but he, he definitely could have squeezed more out of this ball. There's no question in my mind. So how much more could he have got? What would have been? Look at that signing bonus should have been double. It should have been double. That's a six, six million is, is easy for anybody to swallow on a starting cornerback. Look at that. The, the, the elite starting cornerbacks right now are making 16 million a year, right? That's Josh Norman. That's Stefan Gilmer. So, a 30-year-old guy who's still a pro bowler. He was he was going to be a pro bowler last year before that injury happened. Yep. I mean, it's not like the production has fallen off here. Um, he, he's still valuing around 10, 11 a year, you sure. know? So And he's put himself into a one-year $7 million contract is really what he's done. Well, so. that could uh, – by the way, Paul, you got an offer that came up on the screen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. But, but new, new sponsor. Here's, here's the other part. If he goes out and has a great year yeah. – um, he increases his value, yep. his market value, anyways. Um, so, the, the, so yeah. if he has a bad year, then he can get out. I don't know. For, I, for, I I agree. For those who I don't was know, surprisingly the low. 
for those who don't know the situation, if he makes the Pro Bowl this year, he has the opportunity to make eight million, sixteen million over the next two years after that. But none of it's guaranteed until the middle of April and things like that. It's not like it's money that's handed to him if, if and when he makes the Pro Bowl. So it's a it's a very incentive laden contract for a guy who was injured. He's thirty. I get it, but he was still pretty damn good too. <laughs> All right, uh, this is where we uh, we're going to stay on Facebook Live. Okay, so we're going to stick with Facebook Live. Uh, we're going to wrap up the recorded uh, portion of the podcast. Sure. But I'll, I'll I'll ask you this question uh, to close out the recorded portion of it. What uh, what's the next big shoe to drop over the next couple of days? What are you looking for here, and what should fans keep track of at Spotrac? Are there any left? This, this is like a, yeah. you know this is like a nine west clearance sale here. There's yeah. no shoes left. I'll, it's I'll, like all your buddies in high school. Like uh, <laughs> you asked her to the prom. Oh, who's left? <laughs> the, the, I think I think the signings have, have pretty much preceded themselves in terms of the of the names we were looking for. Like I said, keep an eye out for Case Keenum. How long, how much, that's definitely one to watch in terms of the Denver strategy and how the draft boards will change. Uh, I think the immediate impact of March 14th at 4 p.m. tomorrow afternoon are going to be trades. I, watch out for these trades because obviously we've, we've heard a lot, of, a lot of them be reported already. We have not heard about ones that are still yet to come. And, and I'm telling you, there's going to be more. There's going to be maybe a dozen tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. Um, just because there are previous to the to the requirement to pay some bonuses and things like that, is that yep. why you've got salary guarantees? A lot of them happen Friday. A lot of bonuses are paid Friday, um, and really with this this tampering period now, a lot of teams sort of have a, a position in place. They sort of know what they have or didn't get right, mm-hmm. so they're able to adjust accordingly. And there's probably a plan B. A lot of it involving trades. So. Look at Wednesday. There's going to be a lot of signings. There's going to be a lot of cuts. You're going to see guys probably like Des Bryant and those guys get cut early Wednesday. Um, so there's going to be a heck of a lot going on, and we're going to try to keep the website up and and get it all in as quickly as possible. You know, it's a, it's a battle on these days. But uh, well, if Tiger yeah. Woods were a free agent, he'd break the internet, and the site would be down like That's he right. did to, to golf over the weekend. All right, uh, SpotTrack.com, the place to uh, follow it all along here. Thanks for listening to this edition of the SpotTrack.com podcast.